everyone. Welcome to the Our Journey podcast. And today we have Evan on. Hi. Introduce yourself, Evan. Um, <laughs> I'm Evan Rocholson. I'm at Causa Orientation. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say your last name, but to be honest, I forgot it. I was like, Evan. Uh... It's okay. Most yeah. people don't even know how to pronounce my first name. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. When I saw it, I was like, because I remember when you told me your name was Evan, I was like, wait a minute. Evan, like, how is that spelled? But. It's interesting, like, it's like the, because it's A-N-N-E, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it, like ev an Because, like, Anne, is that, like, to, like, make it so, like, it's known that it's, like, a girl's name? If it's on yes, paper? Yes, yeah. But the reason my name's Evan is because when I was born, I guess, like, my parents thought it was a boy. So they're like, oh, Evan. Actually. Yeah, but then they're they, like, did no, they just, it's like, a girl. When, you were, when you're, like, in your mom's womb, they just, like, guessed that you were... I guess, like, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah, you're fine. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, they thought it. my umbilical cord was a dick. Actually. <laughs> yeah, not to where that came from. On but the, on um, the scan? Yeah, but I guess had uh, they known I would have been either an Elizabeth or an Emma, which I think is, <laughs> I don't know. That's very it's interesting. not the vibe. Yeah, I, I remember <laughs> I asked my parents, like, uh, if they had any other name considerations for me, because... My, I, you know my, I don't know if you know my full name, but it's Ikaza. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I was named after my dad because they figured like, well, you know, it's already a pretty unique name. So like, we'll just name our son after that. But I was like, Do you, did you guys have like any other alternative names you might have named me? And my mom was like, Raphael. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if I could. Yeah. I don't know if I could imagine myself with that name, but it's interesting. It's kind of interesting how you don't really get to choose your name. Like, of course you don't. Mm -hmm. But it's like weird how you just kind of like born and just like this is like your title this is what you get you know what i mean i mean i guess you can change it later on that's legally. true yeah but i feel like most people like grow into their names that's true because like some people how they get like a little nickname or some people like mm -hmm. oh, i want to go by my middle name like i had a friend uh in middle school and high school who went by chance and it wasn't even like it wasn't even his middle name it was just like a name he made i thought it was his actual name like the whole time but his name is Sam. I'm like, what'd you get Chance from? He's just, oh, it's just something people will call me, and I stuck with it. I'm like, that's interesting. Like, I've actually recently been thinking about changing my middle name. Uh, the reason for this is because, like I told you, you know how I have the same name as my dad? Yeah. Legally on paper, I'm not a junior. So the reason for that is because I have a different middle name. Uh -huh. So my mom kind of fucked that up. <laughs> she was like, because my, no, I'm telling you, because my family had like a whole debate over this. Like, they were at my, I was talking to my grandmother. And she's like, like, yeah, like we were debating over it because um, I was like, you just need to give him uh, dad's, your dad's middle name, his dad's middle name, so that way he can legally be a junior because then that's going to kind of mess it up if he has a son and then names him. So you know like, what I mean? Because if I had a son. Ikaza Jr. Yeah. Oh. But it's not Ikaza Jr. because I got a different middle name. Oh. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. that's why I'm thinking about changing it to my dad's middle name because, like, I just feel like it's a cool name. And if I want to carry it on, like, it'd be weird if I had a son and he's junior. But then it's like crossing my dad out of the picture, yeah, you know, out of the equation. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. I can like call you Junior. Yeah, <laughs> oh, hey, that's what my fam junior. like. A lot of my family does that, but like I'm like, well, I'm not technically a Junior, so I don't know if you can do that. But soon, soon it'll be a thing. Um, but so, what is your major against advertising, right? Yes. Yeah, advertising. Yeah. So if you want to like explain a little bit, maybe just about like what that entails. I'm not too keen yeah, on the advertising Yeah, I mean, major. I'm going to be honest. I, like, just transferred here, so yeah. I'm still kind of getting through some of the general communication prereqs. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of what I've been 
learning and have learned um, both here and in community college has been about like how to a lot of it is definitely how to talk to people in a general communication sense how to talk to different groups of people um different uh, fallacies different arguments but advertising is more of how to use that knowledge of communication and um a little bit of psychology and just how people function and use that to promote and sell services and goods to those people yeah what would you say, like, after you graduate, like, you know, this is kind of a big question to answer for a lot of people, but, because we're also figuring it out, but, like, what do you think, like, you'd, like, ideally like to do, like, dream job situation? I've been thinking about this a lot recently, um, especially as I start to apply to internships, mm-hmm. which are definitely going to shape the kinds of jobs I can get post-grad. Um, there's a lot you can do in advertising. Uh, it's a very broad field with a lot of small specializations. But um, the more I think about it, the more I want to do, like, entertainment advertising. I've been looking a lot at working with, like, gaming companies, um, music studios, and, like, big corporations. That'd be dope. Like, I just think there's um, there's a lot in that industry. Yeah, I remember we talked about this before. You're from Southern California, right? I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm from L.A. You might have to go back after you graduate, because there's, like, that's where all that uh, entertainment, pretty, all that stuff. Pretty much, yeah. And that's the one thing I'm kind of like, eh, about. Because I think it's definitely a lot more exciting to do something in entertainment or music over just, like, I don't know, an engineering company. I know what you or mean. Or Pharmaceutical like, company or something boring. Something, yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, it just something seems normal. More, <laughs> something yeah, it seems more like exciting. Um, normal, yeah. And I mean, definitely with a lot of the internships I've been looking at, it's like, I'm definitely looking to go home for the summer, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it looks like I am going to probably have to move back home. And while there are a lot of upsides to that, um, it'll be really interesting coming home out of college and seeing how much that's changed or like my perception of my own hometown has changed. I feel that. Yeah. Because... I don't, like, this is, I don't know about you, but, like, yeah, this is my first time, like, living on my own, I guess you could say, or, like, away from family. Like, um, when I came here, like, pretty much, in terms of, like, friends' friends, like, uh, outside of Kyler, I'd, like, I didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. So, it's, like, you know, coming to a new place, it's, I mean, it's one of those, those things you hear from most people when they do it the first time, it's, it's an adjustment, but it's, it's a big adjustment, because this is, like, you know, this is what the rest of life is, is basically Mm -hmm. doing your own thing, being on your own, maybe having to relocate to a new city a few times throughout your life. Um, so it's definitely an interesting experience, but yeah, it makes me also wonder like what it's going to feel like going back to like, like you said, hometown, mm-hmm. like what your, your perception. Cause I, I can say that my perception, like, uh, I grew up in Florida for most of my life. And like when I went and uh, visited the past couple summers, like my perception is totally different on it now, like compared to when I lived there. Like when I lived there, I would, I would kind of complain about a lot of stuff there because mm-hmm. it was like what I was used to, like the heat, the humidity. But then I go back down and I'm like, man, like this, now I'm coming from like Washington where it's it's just very different than Florida and like I'm like man like this is actually nice like I kind of took for granted that I live five minutes away from a beach mm-hmm. and that like the weather is is like you know nice enough where you can like do a lot of things outside most of the year but definitely I think the perception changes like um, I've only been to Southern California once but it's a, it's a very different vibe than here that's for sure oh yeah I think the adjusting was kind of hard um, just because I'm also in the same boat of like this is the first time I've lived away from family and it's definitely a big change and not very close to home like it's a lot farther for you but um yeah but, but still 
Southern California is pretty far. Yeah, you know? but I mean, I'm going to be honest, because it was, like, super warm when I first got here, and it was, like, really, really like, warm oh. for, like, the first, like, <laughs> two months, Yeah, it stayed, it stayed pretty solid up till um, October. It made adjusting socially a lot easier because I didn't have to worry about adjusting to the temperature. Yeah. Because that was about what I was used to at home. I mean, definitely a little, a lot drier. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, adjusting socially was weird just because I finished high school during, like, COVID with, like, the lockdowns. Yeah. So my entire community college experience was online. So, like, coming back here, it felt like I was, like, stepping into high school again. Oh, I feel that. Um, you were class of 2020, right? Yeah, class yeah, of 2020. Yeah, I was too, yeah. No, it was weird, yeah, because I took, like, a year off from school. I didn't do mm-hmm. school at all like, after I graduated. So, like, it's really strange, like, being here around so many people my age. It's, like... It's very strange. And I'm sure for you, especially because I know in California, like how they went pretty hard with the lockdowns. Like you had two straight years of online, right? Was it? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I think part of that was because I did see some of the colleges around like UCLA, USC and like LMU where they would start to incorporate more like back to in-person things, especially going into that second year of lockdowns. But because the community colleges are so large, mm-hmm. um, like I think I had about. 30,000 students at my community college. Like at it's your like community college? Yeah, like the community colleges wow. are pretty big. That's um, insane. That's like the whole student population here. Pretty much. Wow. Um, it was a lot harder for the staff to make decisions. So it was like we would, uh, the community colleges would have to announce what their decisions were much earlier than the four-year colleges just because of that lack of control over like how many people can go onto campus and like mm-hmm. things like that just because a community college is a lot more open than like a university that's very true in the sense well, of they just they can't really control yeah that because you know you have a whole of closed community. Access. Yeah, anyone can come in it's not like yeah, that's oh, why we... there's so many students just because there's so many like part-time community members that like come in for classes yeah definitely yeah community college it, it does make sense yeah. in that regard because like uh i remember when i when i started or like it was like it was like winter quarter and they were, it, it was, like, around the time when, like, all the schools, everything was pretty much opening back up. And it was, like, yeah. we're going to close for another quarter. And I'm, like, bruh. But, like you said, the, I, I never considered the fact, like, because it was, like, in the community. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a different, it's, a, like, a different, they're at a different, um, they're in a different place than, like, a university is in, you know? Yeah. They have different, I don't even know what the word is, responsibilities, I guess. Like, they yeah. have, yeah. It's a different, they, they got to come from a different angle when they looked at it. Yeah, the community is a lot larger at a community college than yeah. uh, a four-year. Well, and people are, are, are less vetted. And I mean, like, through, like, the system. Like, when you go That's to, like, university, true. it's like, they got to get all these credentials. And, and everyone's, you know, like, hand-plucked and... by exactly. whoever read their essay that day. Yeah, but community college is like, you know, you, when I was there, it's like, you got veterans, you got people that are 40, people that are... 50, 60. Yeah, no, my. It felt (laughs) like I was in community, like the show, because it was like, I didn't really like make friends just because I did everything online. And even though I was in like clubs and organizations, it was like, you know, obviously I didn't hang out with these people. Yeah, it's still just different community colleges. Um, But one of the. There's. uh, I took a Chinese course, and for language requirements, I had to take that class for like multiple semesters. and I just remembered one of the closest classmates I had uh, that took all of these courses, you know, at the same time as me. Like, every single semester, we just happened to be in the same class every time. Um, it was, like, this mom of three from, like, all the way across the city. But, like, 
she like gave me her phone number like the <laughs> second semester of class we had in a row. She's like, oh, I'm so glad you're back in this class. And like, I know someone. And I was like, that is so sweet. Yeah. But then I also sat there and I was like, my only friend at community college is like a, a mom. A mom. <laughs> yeah. I think the cool thing about that stuff is it gives you, like, perspective, though, about your own life. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, like, oh, wow, like, you know, it's not, it's not a, a put down on anyone, but it's, like, it, it allows you, like, I've always found the more people I meet, the more solid I become with, like, the decisions that I make, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, the, the things that I want to do, I'm like, oh, now I know I want to do this because I know I don't want to do that. Or, you know, just directions in life that you can go because there's so many, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you don't have to go to school college right after high school like you could just start a family and then go back at 30 like a lot of people do it um you could go to the military i know people like a lot of people go to the military for four years mm-hmm. and then they get out of the military and if you go like right after high school you're like 22 getting out yeah and then they go to university because you get it all paid through like the gi yeah um, and i think there's also a thing where it's like you go to university first but you're part of like rotc yeah or yeah something, exactly that and too. then serve after that's what one of my friends is doing yeah so it's it's another example of like mm-hmm. so many routes like rotc come in as an officer uh, go to go to uh, the military for four years, get out, and then go to university and have it paid. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of routes in, like, life. But, yeah, that's – I would definitely say, like, community college was cool to just meet people and see, the, like, the perspectives. Because I, I took a class over the summer before I came here, right before I transferred, and, like, my entire class was basically, like, veterans and, like, 30-year-olds, 30-plus. Mm-hmm. Like, and I had – it was, like, one or two – people that were like my age in there but yeah it's just interesting like uh interacting and talking with them and like hearing their life stories and just like oh, it's, it's just kind of cool that um there's really it's never too late either to do anything in exactly life. Yeah. and like i've been feeling that a lot here too like as i meet people and hear about their backgrounds For and like sure. hearing how different pretty much the culture they grew up in mm-hmm. is like so different from mine like it's really been putting a lot into perspective especially because it's like I don't know anything about the state of Washington. The first time I came to the state was, like, orientation. Really? Yeah. So you haven't been to the west side yet? I've only ever been to Pullman. Oh. Um, <laughs> we, we might have to make a trip in the summer if we get to get, like, a group together. Um, absolutely. I'm so down. But it's been so interesting, like, talking to people and, like, comparing how we both grew up. Mm-hmm. And, like, because obviously when you grow up a certain way and you're surrounded by people who grew up that same way. Similarly, yeah. Yeah, you only have that one perspective on how the world works. And it's, like, even though I talked to a lot of people in community college and, like, I met a lot of people through life, it's, like, everyone is so embedded in this, like, L.A. culture because it's so hard to get out of that. You can go somewhere that's, like, a completely different, like, microculture because mm-hmm. all the neighborhoods have their own cultures, which is why you refer to things by, like, neighborhood. Um, but it's, like... Yeah, like, if you say you're from still, L.A., it could be If you say like you're from L.A., you can either be, like, by the beach or you know, 30 miles away yeah. in, like, the mountains. Yeah, that's um, what I felt like when I went there, like, one time, the one time, like, I was exposed to only one side of it, and it happened to be, like, the side that was a little more, like, privileged with money. Yeah. But, like, then, you know, you, you hear all the stories about Compton and, like, you know, like, just, like, the, the, not as, the not as good parts of L.A. And you drive by downtown. It's, like, it's a big area because I think it's, like, the second most populated next to New York. Yes. Yeah, so, like... I, that makes sense that there's, like, a lot of subgroups. And unless you live there, you probably don't really fully, like, understand that. Yeah, like, it's I definitely don't. a I lot. <laughs> um, there's so many neighborhoods, and each neighborhood developed at different periods in LA's history. Yeah. So some of them are also, like, ethnic boundaries, in a way. Um, I don't like saying that because that feels a little weird to say, but it's, yeah. like, you know. I mean, there's a lot of cities in America that are kind of, like, almost 
what is what is the term like redlined? It's not like yeah. segregation, but it's like almost kind of that way, like you know. And it's just like it just happened when all these different groups moved into LA, uh-huh. and it's like as things were shuffled around. But yeah, it's so interesting just hearing how like other people have grown up, and it's like you meet them first and decide if you like them before hearing about how they're raised, you know. Yeah. Like, obviously, you would, but you it's make, like... You make judgments. We all do it. Yeah. You know? So it's, like, so interesting. Mm-hmm. It's, like, when you talk to someone and then they just have this, like, insane background and you're like, oh, you shit. Never like, guessed. I never... Yeah, I never would have guessed that. Right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I would say, like, yeah, like, same... I gotta, like, completely agree with you on that. Like, um, coming out here and just talking to people has been, like... Because I, I was, like, um, I was kind of like self-conscious about coming to college and you know being a transfer i think everyone is mm-hmm. like i remember that was, that was the first like literally orientation was the first time i was like oh maybe it's not like the, as uncommon as i'm thinking because like, like everyone goes through this when going to college but like as a transfer it's like you're older yeah you are so it's like you and if you're already... not older you're coming in late you know yeah what I mean? like, and you already know that you're going to be there less time so it feels like there's almost more pressure to figure shit out earlier yeah for sure because it's like oh you know i don't have four years to figure it out i have two two yeah three exactly yeah no that's very very true um so i know you have a radio show oh i do do, yeah so if Um, you want to just share what that's about because yes yeah i am a dj and talk show host at kzu 90.7 fm it's um one of the like three radio stations um here at wazoo and we focus specifically in uh, underground music, so a lot of indie and, like, up-and-coming artists. Um, we don't really play uh, commercialized or big artists just because we want to showcase artists that don't usually get put out on the radio or artists that, you know, have only just started in their careers. But uh, my show specifically is called uh, Chick Chat. It's every Friday from 10 a.m. to noon. And it's where I just kind of bring guests on and we talk about different things. And some of it is um, advice, things like uh, mental health, uh, time management, and schoolwork and things like that. But I also just sometimes talk about stupid shit. Um, (laughs) Like my manager and I are like going to rate some pasta and... That's solid. (laughs) Yeah, and like sometimes we just talk about fun stuff, you know, dates and... Uh know just everyday life stuff yeah everything it's has girl to be talk like, yeah, basically it's two hours of girl talk but um you should definitely tune into that because it's fun and you should support your local radio yes local college radio definitely. but um yeah that's dope do you think you do anything in like in the future like after you graduate like some kind of show to like something to kind of keep that going I it mean, seems like something you like yeah, I think it's definitely really interesting. Um, the one thing is I don't know how to edit or, like, yeah. work the programs, which is something I want to learn how to do or at least get, like, an understanding of coming out of this school year because it would be really nice to have those skills. But um, as of right now, I'm just a personality. That's fair. Yeah, that's <laughs> but fair. it'd be fun. But definitely. I mean, and there's time to learn that stuff, you know? Like, I feel like uh, some of this, like these programs, like, learning the basics and then just like doing something with it. Like it doesn't always have to start off like perfect. Like that's how I see this podcast is like, you know, me and Kyler are like trying to just improve as much as we can mm-hmm. on it. Like, you know, we ran into some issues before this started and I felt bad cause you're like sitting in the back for like 30 minutes. I'm like, Oh no. 
like, this is not good. <laughs> everything, it seemed like everything was just, like, not working. So, but that's the thing is, like, once you do get it working, it's like, okay, like, let's get something out. Like, let's mm-hmm. do this. Because it's just about, like, it's about doing the actions with most things. It's not always just about, like, oh, I learned everything. It's perfect. You know, no room. Like, I, I, I got everything down. Like, I just found nothing really works, like, that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the great thing is, like, having time, like, to just, like, oh, play around with it, learn some things, and then... You know, then it's a skill, like you said, after you graduate, like, oh, now I actually, because I spread it out over, like, two years, and I learned, like, this and that, I can do a show. And it's, like, you might not know how to do everything, but you know how to do enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, what's another thing? Uh, I guess, I guess I asked you about your career. Mm-hmm. Asked you what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Asked you about your major. Um, what are some other things just like about you that you would Ooh, say? Yeah. Other things some about me. Some personal questions, I guess. Um, well, <laughs> I'm not pretty open about most things. Is there anything specifically you wanted to know? I don't know? know. Like, because um, I guess, like, you know, I know I know you're interested in doing the radio. Mm-hmm. I know you like doing that. I know you talked about, like, you, what you want to go through advertising. Like, I guess just, like, what is it that, like, uh, motivates you in life? Like, do you have, like, an ultimate, like, vision? Like, an ultimate passion? Ooh, That's a big okay. question to answer. But... So, the ultimate vision. Like, yeah, what gives you energy in life? I want to be rich. There you go. <laughs> I want to be rich. That's the ultimate. Um, no, that's really it. Um, <laughs> a lot of my goals, that sounds so bad. Um, hey, a lot of... Capitalism. Yeah. yeah, I mean... You're um, born into the system, we can't help it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... A lot of it, honestly, comes from... I'm about to expose myself a little bit here. Not that there's anything to really expose, but um, I, I'm from Bougie, L.A. <laughs> Bougie White person, L.A. Mm-hmm. And so one thing is that I... Obviously, I'm not, like, dripping with money. Like, I have a job, and I pay rent. And, like, my parents, even though they support my schooling, like, they don't support my life, um, which is one thing I'm really grateful for. Because uh, one thing that motivates me is that I grew up with um, a nicer lifestyle. And because I know that my parents aren't just going to give me money or support something like that. uh, And they're really making me work for it. um, Obviously, I want to... The ultimate goal is to just be able to continue living the life that I have. Just because it's uh, one I'm really fortunate to have. Yeah. Which is... So when I say it's like, I want to be rich, it's more of I want to make enough so that I don't have to give up comforts that I grew up with. That's completely understandable. I, mm-hmm. I can relate to that for sure, because I feel like it's weird that we, like, now, like, some people, like, demonize, like, oh, it's just a bad thing to say. It's not a bad thing to say. Because it's the system we live in, and mm-hmm. it's what you need to have a comfortable life. Exactly. Like, I, I 100% get that. Like, that motivates me every day, like, when I have to go to work. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I work at Chipotle. It's like, I don't want to go make burritos. <laughs> you know, like, but I know also, I like, you know, this, this is the more extreme vision of it, but, like, I don't want to, like, also be homeless. You know, exactly, I don't, I don't want to, yeah. like, oh, I don't have enough money to go get a McChicken. You know, mm-hmm. like, that sucks. Because I've had, I've had times where, like, I haven't worked, I've had no money, and I know for, like, for a fact that sucks. And I have people in my family that, like, have not been very fortunate and have gone through, like, a lot of struggles. And, like, I've seen that, and it's, yeah, not a place I want to be. Um, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily, I feel like I don't need to be, like, a, like the next what Jeff Bezos like yeah, I don't need to be exactly. like I don't need to be like next level rich but you know like I'd like to have like a nice house with a couple nice cars and like comfortable like that I'm not gonna like you know sink 
you know, every day be like, oh, I'm, about, I'm on the brink of losing everything or, you know, yeah. like I want to be comfortable. Then you're not stressed. Like money is a stress. Exactly. And I feel like, I hate to say it, um, I'm not a fan of capitalism, but I feel like a lot of people need to acknowledge that money is kind of your power right now. Yeah. In the sense It's, it's the reality of, that you live in, right? Like exactly. that's what you need. You like that is it. what you need and it opens doors. Exactly. It's not perfect, but it's like the game we have to play. Exactly. So it's like obviously my goal is to just be able to continue doing my thing yeah. the way I'm doing it, but you know, if there's room to hustle I'm a hustle, like, <laughs> the sooner I get that <laughs> six-figure yeah. salary. Right, right. Yeah, um, no, Do you, like, I don't know, capitalism, to me, it's like, it has its issues, but it's also like, you know, like, like I said it again, like, you know, it's the system that we're in. Um, I also don't know if I see too many alternatives to it that have successfully, like, worked I know people point to, like, some countries, but Mm -hmm. there's also, like, way different factors. Like, the countries are smaller. Like, America, we just have so many different factors here. Like, you know, 50 states, multicultural society. We also have territories. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, exactly. It's, I think the thing really is, like, people don't, like, people don't, I feel like people don't acknowledge this a lot, but America is so diverse, and I think that's what creates a lot of our, like, uh, I don't know. It's not issues. That doesn't sound it's good. It's divide. It does. It's, it's the divide because we're, there hasn't been too many societies that, that have, like, allowed diversity, essentially. It's like an experiment, it's I think. not just the amount of diversity, but also, like, even just regional differences. Yeah. But I mean, this... I don't mean diversity as in just, like, race. Yeah. I mean, or, like, culture. I mean it as in, like, everything. I mean, like, you know, there's people that are part of the LGBT. Yeah. Uh, there's people that are Asian, living in their community. I Are you, you're, um... I'm half. You're, you're half Asian, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, there's so many different types of people, you know what I mean? And then, like, you said you go to L.A. and you got this, te- like, you have territories inside of cities. Yeah. And then you come out to Pullman, and, like, I'll tell you right now, Pullman's way different than, like, Western Washington. Like, out here is, like, a completely different vibe, small town. It's like, you know, you got the conservatives in, like, the small towns, then you have, like, liberals in big cities, and it's just, like, so many opinions coming in at once mm-hmm. that it's, like course you're gonna have people that are like capitalism is the best and then you're gonna have people that are like it sucks it's the worst it's not working for me so i don't know like i feel like it's a hard place to find the middle ground i yeah it's it's a hard middle ground just because there's so many things to think about that are so unique to just the u.s and And your region yeah the region where you're at um your own personal background and all those senses Mm -hmm. but um it's the game we have to play and i say you either you know, play it or don't, don't yeah. and see what happens. Yeah, not that that sounds like a threat. That's not a threat. Um, <laughs> see what happens. But yeah, see what happens. <laughs> Mess um, around and find out. <laughs> yeah. <For real. laughs> but it's just like you can either play the game and get ahead, or you wait until you have to play the game. Yeah, that's much. that's a really super true statement. Because some people that are like trying to run from it, almost you see it like. It's like those adults that, like, you know, get to 30 or 40 and they're like, oh, you know, I have responsibilities, you know, yeah. I, have to, I have to kind of pick my life up. It's... And picking their life up is just something that they could have done 20 years ago and they're, they wouldn't be in that situation in the first mm-hmm. place, you know. I don't know. I just, yeah, it's all a choice, but eventually you're going to get hit with the reality of, like, this is what this is the system you're in. So exactly. You, yeah. And, like, maybe that's kind of a dark take on it. I'm 
but it's like I'm kind of a realist in the sense of if you know so what's you're... going to happen ahead of time, then you might as well just prepare for it yeah. because it's going to happen. If it's something in your control, try to control it. If exactly. It's out of your control. You just have to ex- try to accept it. Exactly. You know? Or you can spend your life trying to fight against it because people do that too. But you also can't expect to fight against it and, and guarantee like the outcome you want. You know what I mean? You exactly. Know? It's like I don't want to lie to myself and tell myself that like yeah. something that will eventually happen yeah. is not going to happen or that I can put it off. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. And, it's, and you got to realize like the battles you're fighting too sometimes. Like, you know, like to me, like I've, I think, uh, what was it? It wasn't, no, it wasn't vegans. Might have been vegans. <laughs> I was like, I, no, because I, I saw this clip and it was like, I don't know if it was vegans or if it was someone with a group for climate change. And they were like, went into the store and they like glued their hands on the counter. And it was like, oh, it yeah. might have been, but, but there was, the there was vegans people, like, that have done this too. soup on painting. Yeah, yeah. On like the Van Gogh painting or something. And it, it's just like, you know, I understand your concern and like that you're fighting for this, but it's just like, I guess like the thing is like, if not everyone is, uh, if people aren't on the same page, it's it sadly just might not matter as much, you know, like vegans, like want everyone to stop eating meat. And they'll like, I'm, yeah, that was, it was another video. It was like, they like stopped this truck that was like delivering like cows or something. Like they just stood in front of it and didn't let it move. It's like, it's not going to do anything in the big picture. People are going to keep eating beef. People are going to want to drink milk. It's like. I have some thoughts on climate change. Yeah. Um, there are definitely ways to. So climate change, I don't think is over. It definitely is one of those things where it's like, unless all the countries can like get their shit together and like take it as a serious See? issue. Yes. Obviously that would speed things up, but um the vast majority of pollution is coming from big corporations. Yeah. And they're not here and either. They're They're not here. And the thing is it's like for a while a lot of these corporations went kind of just like unregulated in the sense that they could do whatever they wanted in what they were dumping, where they were dumping. But um and like pretty much all the government does now is to like slap a fine on a company. Sucks. And obviously if this company is a big polluter a fine isn't going to do anything because that means they have a lot of product they're pumping out and yeah. making a lot of income. But um, the government just needs to crack down on corporations and this yeah. stems back to capitalism. I agree <laughs> with you. But yeah, it's a lot of private companies that are doing the majority of the polluting and I think that if governments were to just get their shit together then it would be a lot easier. Yeah. The However, only... I don't think we should just give up. No. And I'm not saying we should give up but I guess what I'm saying is this is coming from like my my uh, realist, maybe a little bit nihilistic mm-hmm. viewpoint on this, but like, there's countries like China that have like what quadruple the population that we do, that are also communists, that also pollute probably I'm I'm, I'm if I'm correct way more, mm-hmm. you know like they have like cities like Beijing that are constantly under smog, constantly under smoke, and it's like if you can't change those places, you might be screwed. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what we can do about that. Other that's, than, like, yeah. if, if we completely fixed every cause of, um, that's, that's like, contributing to climate change in America, then it's, like, what about these rogue, like, these rogue countries that don't want to, like, basically, like, work with us on any level, you know? Or they, like, we're not going to listen to you because look at our economy. Like, we're doing well. Why would we listen to you? That's, like, only my thing where I'm, like, where does this go? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I wish I had an answer. But... We need them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. Hey, that might happen. You never know. Like, a lot of stuff internationally is, is kind of wild right now with, like, Ukraine, Russia. Oh, yeah. It's a hot mess. It's a whole situation. 
But I think we're going to close the podcast out here. Um, I'm really glad you were on. I think it was a good conversation. Happy you had uh, the patience to stick with us when we were going through some technical difficulties. No, this was so fun. This is a great place. I'll be trying to rent it out myself. Definitely, yeah. I'd recommend it. It's it's a cool space. I'm glad they have it here because I'm pretty sure they just recently opened it. It looks now. Yeah. I think we're like the first or second semester that they've been moving. Yeah. Well, we will see you guys in the next episode.